This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Our Breakfast with Ben's Letters from Camp podcast from St. Vincent College brought to you by Bella Construction, a five-star North Huntington-based locally owned and operated roofing, siding, and window contractor, proudly serving the community and its homes for over 20 years. Bella will beat any competitor's quote plus $250 off of it. Please visit mybellaroof.com or you can call them at 724-515-5163. That's 724-515-5163 for Bella Construction. So one of our training camp podcasts, Tim Benz, Joe Rudder, and Chris Adamski, another one of our roundtables that we're doing throughout the course of training camp. Well, actually, this is just the second one we've done. We've spaced out these uh, pretty widely throughout the course of training camp, but we're not even at the hunting. Without a roundtable, actually, yeah. a literal well, roundtable. This is more like a, a triangle. It's more like our Illuminati Steeler triangle. There's no deer heads. There's no trout in the walls. We're actually here at St. Vincent College uh, right before the Steelers practice on Tuesday as we get set for the second preseason game against the Buffalo Bills. If the Steelers win the first preseason game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Joe, what are you looking for the most in preseason game number two against Buffalo? More of what uh, I think we saw in preseason game one. I mean, there were a lot of positives come out of that. Now the challenge is to repeat it, to do better, to go longer for the starters, to get, you know, to get more than one good series. You know, you got one series from the starters, give them a couple now to build on that, to see whether they can sustain that and keep going. I mean, you know, you, yeah, you do it once, that's nice, but the key is to keep doing it and doing it over and over and over again. And, and I expect the starters to play a lot more and they'll be given every chance to show what they can do. Buzz, I think the big thing for the Steelers might actually be what does the other team do? Uh, if you're looking at the Steelers' offense is – Buffalo going to put any starters out there and how stiff of a test will Kenny Pickett and the rest of the offense get this time around after seeing just one starter for Tampa Bay when they went against largely the Buccaneers second and third teamers yeah Mike Tallman talked about this some it used to be we we got into that routine for a couple decades there where every team essentially did the same thing you'd kind of ramp up the the first game there wasn't many starters at all if any second game maybe play a series the third game you play the half and the fourth game you go back to all the backups now every team seems to be acting approaching things differently and you know you would think especially in this circumstance maybe we'll ask Mike Tallman this uh, uh, Sean McDermott that they have they have this uh, relationship so maybe you know it's preseason right it's not a competitive advantage let's let's work this out are you guys playing your starters how long would to get together on this and I'm sure there is probably some of that throughout the league even if they don't have a pre-existing relationship but you know all the boxes to me were almost checked that first game it's pretty incredible that the first team offense the rookies all to varying degrees I mean Broderick Jones got a lot of time I don't know what you get from that that's that's kind of the one thing about it the starters play a half does Jones play half the half or does Dan Moore got a right tackle that'll be a fascinating we'll make too much of it whatever it is or does Jones not come into the second half or whatever it is until the first team leaves and and uh, because that, that's something to see how close is he 
or, 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 or at all. Is he close to overtaking Dan Moore? What'd you think? Was he? I mean, it, it, you're, he's going against the third teamers and everything. He didn't stand out to me. He didn't, I didn't see any mistakes. I, I don't. It didn't. I don't think it was from one remark. Of all the rookies, all the other rookies, and I'll, I'll throw Calvin Austin. You'll know he wasn't a rookie, but it was his preseason debut, uh, his NFL game debut. In, in some ways, of course, the, all the other rookies, in, in some way or another, seemed to to pop. And and he just he's a tackle, so that's a good thing. You didn't notice him that well, but I didn't really see anything that was real, you know, dominant or anything like that. He wasn't pancaking people or whatever how about you joe what do you think well I, th- I think one thing to go off on a different tangent here you asked me before what i wanted to see first team defense really you didn't none of those guys really played um you know you had very few guys out see, there i still don't want to see them <laughs> well <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see why i don't want to see ogan joby i don't want to see hayward I, I don't want to see those guys until they line up against the 49ers uh, i want to see a little mixing matching in the secondary i want to see if neil's out there for a little bit KZ that'll buy running around that'll buy uh, maybe even minka for a play or two you know just to see what's going on there but yeah like see that you know levi wallace started um i like to see joey porter if he's out there patrick peterson to kind of get them acclimated yeah, the guys up, you know, the more up guys up front, I don't really need to see them. They're veterans. You know what you got. But the younger starters, the guys fighting for spots like a Joey Porter, um, Patrick Peterson's first game as a Steeler, I'd like to see some things like that to see at what stage of the development this defensive and the secondary has. Let me ask you one thing about Peterson. Do you think they want the rest of the NFL to see where Peterson is? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. And they probably don't want to show that, you know, he might have a future inside at some point. I heard a theory about that, so you wait till camp ends, and we can't report on exactly what we're seeing. The fans on it, there's no video of it, and then all of a sudden, Pat Pete starts playing in the slot. Now, not only where he's playing, but if he's got anything left in the tank speed-wise. Well, that, that could be part of it. Now, all, all this has been thwarted, though, or, or at least uh, effect, a wrench is thrown into it by the Joey Porter Jr. injury and not getting the reps. I think if he had been getting reps and didn't miss any time and missed a game, it, it's a lot harder to feel comfortable having him being in every down outside corner or very close to an every down outside corner now than it was if you had these two weeks of extra time and an extra game reps to go off of. So there's that. I, the inside linebacker, I want to see that. I, if they do play a full half of first-teamers, how that division of labor breaks down between between the, you know, the four of them, I guess you throw Mark Robinson and the three new veterans and, and how they kind of work off each other and, and, and how that it's going to work in terms of passing downs, running downs, whether there's three safeties, one of them comes off the field. Or, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting well, especially to me. since Quan Alexander flashed, right? Yeah, he did. And the one thing that stood out to me is they saw what they wanted to from Landon Roberts. Got him out of there real early. Kept um, Cole Holcomb in there for a good while. Um, you know, yeah, then had Quan Alexander in there. But, yeah, to me, the fact that, that – uh, that, um, oh, I can't think. I just said his name. Landon? No, the uh, Holcomb. Holcomb. The Holcomb was in there for so long that they wanted to get a look at him to see what he had coming off this foot injury. And I'm thinking maybe you might see more Roberts and possibly Alexander. I mean, Alexander really stood out. But, again, he was going against – you know, lesser experienced players, so he probably should stand out. But the fact that they kept Cole Holcomb out there, I, I found that intriguing. Well, in talking about the cornerbacks, Chris, um, we also have to talk about James Pierre and how he performed because he got extended snaps, what with those guys being injured. And I think Pro Football Focus had him at a 39 coverage grade, uh, allowing six receptions on six targets, including the touchdown. 
Yeah, it's it's never a good thing when you uh, lead more than double everybody else in the game in tackles when you're the when outside cornerback. I know it's snap counts and everything, but but so when you got ten tackles as an outside corner, that that doesn't reflect well on you. And it seemed like every target, I said six, it felt like it was more than that to be honest with you. But uh, I won't doubt their accounting of it. But it is something. And but that's kind of I think they needed to see that because I don't know. I don't think the sport thing is going to linger. We'll find out a little more as it's practice week goes on, but. It, I don't know if they're starting. To, I don't know if they can trust James Pierre to play a you know a number three outside corner role. I, I don't. I don't. As aggressive as this new regime with the Omar Khan and Andy Weidel has been about bringing in veterans and and, and start stockpiling your depth with veterans, I, I could see them maybe. You know, now that Corey Trace is down, maybe. Oh, they are bringing in a lot of veterans, yeah, a lot of XFL have. and USFL type veterans. Can they trust Kendrick Green to block anybody? <laughs> well, they couldn't trust him to snap very well. Oh in the preseason opener and i want to see the you know if the fullback experiment does come into play this is probably the game you're going to do it to dust it off to show what he can do if he can do it um yeah i mean you know that's really the only path i think to kendrick green making this is if he he convinces them that he can be a viable fullback type option i you know i just still don't see him unseating uh, kevin dotson for the backup guard spot along with you know nate herbig should be there barring injury um yeah I, you know kendrick green it has a long path still to get on this roster we talked a little bit about broderick jones one of the rookies we talked about joey porter not playing buzz how about herbig and benton the two wisconsin guys what'd you think of them in game one against tampa bay I mean, I, you got to be impressed, right? I really, and, and it's sort of, for certainly for Herbig, right? He popped right from the beginning of rookie minicamp and mini, minicamp OTAs. And you always, you, you temper that to say, okay, well, maybe it's, it's, there's no pads and he's a speed type of guy, an undersized guy. It should probably favor him. But even up here in Latrobe on Chuck Knoll Field, he, he definitely stands out. And I would say, that, I don't know, it was the only surprising part about that was he didn't enter the game until the second half. Uh, why wasn't he in there earlier? I, I, it doesn't, I don't, how could he be on the depth chart some of the, there were other undrafted rookies ahead of him, so I don't know if there was something going on there. But uh, I mean, you saw it, and, and that that wasn't a fluke, right? I mean, we've we've seen him practice. He gets he can beat tackles, NFL tackles. He's an NFL pass rusher. Know that about that. Now, Benton, it's harder to evaluate in these um, like settings, as, as Mike Tomlin would say, practice like settings. Um, but you could see he has the the build and everything. We've seen bits and pieces of it, and that certainly checked out the way he moved the pocket back and some of those pass rushing and, and held the line and some of the run. He he looks like a, he's certainly an NFL defensive tackle. The thing I liked about Benton was, you know, in the fourth down stop they had, I believe it was Loudermilk that got credited with the, the tackle, the stop there for the loss or the no gain. But Benton was the one who really collapsed it and pushed everybody back and, and stopped that from happening. He really was looked good there in the middle, and I want to see more of him and what he can do. And he's definitely deserved the chance to, you know, to get mixed in there and, you know, with Montrevious Adams and, you know, whoever else they plan on using inside Armand Watts, be it whoever, Bahoko. But yeah, you want to see more of Keanu Benton. I, he really stood out to me. I think he can be a bigger Javon Hargrave. Yeah, he could be. You know, he, he he's very solid. Javon Hargrave was really bottom heavy, for lack of a better word. That's why they called him Wobble. I think, uh, you know, Keanu Benton's a little more distributed, and uh, he seems more athletic, I think, than Javon Hargrave. All right, that'll do it for our Illuminati Steelers Triangle. Joe Rudder, Chris Adamski, Tim Benz with you here at Trib Live as we continue our podcast brought to you by Bella Construction for this year's Letters from Camp series. Go to mybellaroof.com to brace yourself from the wind that you're hearing right now. Uh, Get your roof taken care of, and they will 
Check out any competitor's estimate. You can get that match plus $250. Go to mybellaroof.com. We'll have a couple more podcasts before we wrap up training camp at St. Vincent College on Thursday here at Trib Live.